0: Welcome to the Theory to Action podcast, where we examine the timeless treasures of wisdom from the great books in less time to help you take action immediately and ultimately to create and lead a flourishing life. Now, here's your host, David Kaiser. Hello, I am David and welcome back to another Mojo Minute. Marcy Shimoff wrote a great book in 2008, along with Carol Klein, the title caught my eye some time ago, so I read it. And now looking back on that book, which I thought at the time was okay, nothing earth-shattering about it, had some good stats here and there, but not really any good nuggets of wisdom. Well, shame on me. I have since gone back through the book again, some six or seven years later. And I have found dozens and dozens of nuggets of wisdom. Just goes to show you, because you have read a book one time, doesn't mean you won't pick up on great ideas a second and third time that you read a book. After all, when you read a book one time and you read it again the second time, the second time you read it, you're in a different place with different experiences, different Uh, dreams, different hopes, different ways of looking at the world, different events that have happened in your life. So obviously you will look at it much, much differently. Now, let me guess what you're thinking. You're saying to yourself, David, I can barely finish one book, let alone rereading another book that I could barely get through. So, (laughs) That's a fair point. That's a very, very fair point indeed. But the title of Marcy and Carol's book is Happy for No Reason, Seven Steps to Being Happy from the Inside Out. In a quick Amazon search of Marcy, you will find this biography. Marcy Shimoff is a number one New York Times bestselling author, a world-renowned author transformational teacher, and an expert on happiness, success, and unconditional love. Her New York Times bestselling books, Happy for No Reason, Love for No Reason, and six titles in the Chicken Soup for the Women's Soul series have sold more than 16 million copies and are translated in an incredible 33 languages. So Marcy knows what she was or is talking about. So it was kind of interesting when I came across this quote in her book, the second time I read it, quote, back in Jefferson's day, he explained the common usage of the word pursue was not to chase after, but in 1776 to pursue something meant to practice that activity, to do it regularly, to make a habit of it. What a difference a definition makes. Thomas Jefferson, our wise founding father, meant that we had all the right to practice happiness, not chase after it, which isn't very productive anyway. So let's start pursuing happiness, or let's stop pursuing happiness and start practicing happiness. And we do that by practicing new habits, end of quote. And obviously, Marcy is talking about Jefferson's writing of the Declaration of Independence, where he says life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So having been to Monticello, Jefferson's home in 2016, I thought that was kind of a curious statement. To pursue was not to chase after in 1776, but to practice that activity. Now, in Marcy's defense, she makes clear in the book, she was told this quote, from her good friend, Stuart Emery, the author of Success Built to Last. But I remember something in the tour of Jefferson's home about that phrase, because it's a common question that comes up with the tour guides at the the Jefferson home and estate at Monticello. So a real quick search of Monticello's website gave me the answer that I thought I had remembered. It says from their website, quote, Thomas Jefferson never explained his use of the phrase pursuit of happiness in the Declaration of Independence. But he was almost certainly influenced by George Mason's Virginia Declaration of Rights, which was adopted June 12th of 1776, and which referred to, quote, "...the enjoyment of life and liberty with the means of acquiring and possessing property and pursuing and obtaining happiness and safety." He goes on to say Jefferson's rough draft of the Declaration of Independence used the expression Life and Liberty and the Pursuit of Happiness. In the final version, Jefferson altered the wording slightly to read Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Happiness. And that uh Joseph Ellis is is one of the footnotes out of the Monticello website. And he's a well known uh liberal historian and uh, he writes heavily on the, the revolutionary period. But I think Ellis is leaving out that uh, of Locke's influence. Uh, Locke's influence over Jefferson was uh, extremely heavy. Um, And Locke said in the two treatises of government that life, liberty and a state are what a political people or society should strive for or what good, governments existed for, meaning a, quote, limited government versus an absolute government is better. And Ellis might also remember that Jefferson perhaps just changed the word estate estate to property just for the American document. And we could also remember from our history class that Jefferson did not write this solely, that he was among a committee of five who was given the charge to write the Declaration. Nevertheless, we will let the historians argue back and forth on that matter for another 100 years or so. But back to our pursuit of happiness or or practice of it. I believe Marcy is right, at least, about the practice of good habits, because we have some grand thinkers in our corner on that major argument, namely Aristotle, who said, Quote, these virtues are formed in man by his doing the actions. The good of man is a working of the soul in the way of excellence in a complete life. End of quote. And also if we go to book one of the ethics, Aristotle tells us this, we posit the work of a human being as a certain life. And this is an activity of soul and actions accompanied by reason, the work of a serious man being to do these things well and nobly, and each thing is brought to completion well in accord with the virtue proper to it. If this is so, then the human being becomes an activity of soul in accord with virtue. And if there are several virtues, then in accord with the best and most complete one. End of quote. And just for the heck of it, let's end with another quote from book one of the ethics. But in addition, in a complete life for one swallow does not make a spring, nor does one day. And in this way, one day or a short time does not make someone blessed and happy either. End of quote. So we can see from Aristotle's ethics and his description on the connection from virtues to habits to happiness, that Marcy Shimoff is on the right track. So in today's Mojo Minute, let us pursue and practice the virtues and in fact make them good habits. Because in doing so, we will be living a flourishing life and a flourishing life